Let's pass the vazool, baby. Come on in. Well, hello, Screamers! Welcome to Scream Till You Like a Podcast. Uh, um, I am Clint Monty, uh, which, of course, is a reference to the movie we're talking about today. With me, as always, is uh, Marion Mikey, a.k.a. Evil Mike. Um, so um, I'm going to say I missed my other line. You know, uh, I hope you're still screaming. I hope you're starting to like it. So um, uh, how's it going, Mike? I'm good. I yeah. apologize in advance because I've been sick. And if I sound like I'm underwater, that's why. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, yeah, I was sick too. 2023 ended in a... In Everybody a, was sick. A poor fashion for me. Holy crap, man. I've been sick for a month. I still have a cough. Sounds like you're on the tail end of it. So hopefully uh, yeah. yours will be gone soon. Um, but uh, here we are. First episode of 2024. So um, I'm feeling the pretty show good must about go that. On. The show must go on. Um, and, um, I, I'm just going to say today we are going to talk about a movie from 1986, good old Cobra with the one and only Sylvester Stallone. Um, this, um, I don't know what to even say about this one. Um, this feels like a network's, um, response to, I don't know, like the Dirty Harry Callahan movies or something like that. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like um, um, somebody saw those movies and said, we need something like that. Let's uh, can we get another actor? You know, uh, can we write a character similar to that? Can we get a story where he's just like a tough guy, you know, spouting off a bunch of nonsense, you know, and in the end, he single handedly takes care of the bad guys. You know, I feel like that's where we are with this. Um, but um, um, I can tell you that. I was not really exposed to this uh, when it first came out. I think I saw it one time um, in the mid nineties. So it'd probably been out about 10 years by the time I saw it. And I remember falling asleep during it. Uh, So I didn't even really see it. Um, But your experience with this is different. What's your experience like? I'm trying to remember if I saw this, I might've saw this in the theater. Yeah. And I loved it when it, cause, I mean, like I said, I was in, when you're watching it as a 14, 15 year old, mm-hmm. it's a great movie. Tough guy. The lines are great when you're watching it now. That's why I told you, like, I'm kind of torn with this movie because mm-hmm. as ridiculous as it is, I still have that 15 year old, like, Saying this is the coolest shit. I mean, because, like I said, I explained it. It's like Sylvester Stallone was trying to do Sylvester Stallone in this movie. <laughs> like, it's just they said let's make a macho cop movie, and they like tried so hard. Like, it's just 
line after line after like cliched line. But it's he, great. It, he was almost a parody of himself in this movie. That yes. I, I could see that. <laughs> so there's a lot of nostalgia points here for this one with you. Oh, big time. I okay. and I even when I remember when I was a kid, after seeing it in the theater, I went and bought never forget Sam Goody, if you remember that store there. Oh not yeah. around anymore. I went and bought the vinyl record too. Oh, really? That's how much I <laughs> <laughs> you got the soundtrack, you're at home. That's how much I like this movie back Blast then. That. It uh, had a lot going back then. Yeah, yeah. Bridget Nielsen was still a woman back then and <laughs> <laughs> she looks very different at this time that's for sure oh man um so i'm not gonna say too much on the soundtrack because i know you like it but i, I will be breaking <laughs> i will be breaking it up as we go because it's, uh, it's your basic cheesy 80s and i think the same guy that did the songs for rocky Ford did a bunch of these songs also i forgot okay. his name oh okay um I, I'm gonna say I feel I feel like uh, some of the songs didn't really fit the movie, um, but like it, they just felt out of place. Like they're like they were super upbeat, you know. A lot <clears> of them <throat> in comparison to what was happening on screen. I was like, why are we watching? What is happening You're right. right now? You're 100 percent right. <laughs> At one point, we even had like some Miami Sound Machine stuff going on well, here, and I'm that's like. like I Where mentioned that to right you <laughs> when we watched it. I mentioned that you get like a Miami vibe, like yeah. almost like a Miami, like where he's living. You don't get in like a LA vibe, right? Right. From the music and the, the, it's weird. Yeah. Well, I appreciated the fact that they were uh, trying to make at least that part a little bit uh, realistic. I mean, there there is there is a strong you know like Spanish presence there. Yes. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, it's like throwing in Miami Sound Machine gave me a, a really different vibe there and made me feel like it wasn't Los Angeles. Yes, even to the the Latino street gang outside his house and yeah, like it didn't scream L.A. at all. It screamed. I don't know, man. I I guess we just jump right into it. Sure. Um, this had um, this had one of those kind of like cliche cop intros. You know what I mean? Where like uh, they show a close up of the of his gun with the uh, custom uh, Cobra pistol grips on it, you know, and he slowly grabs it with his, uh, you know, gloved hand and and picks it up and turns it to the camera, you yeah. know, uh, just to have like a, a shot sound go off. You know what I mean? For effect. I mean, they did that in one of the Dirty Harry movies. Yes. And gives yeah. you even like the statistics. There's a rape and there's a murder every <laughs> ten seconds. Oh, I wrote those down. There's burglary every eleven seconds. <laughs> On robbery every sixty-five seconds. <laughs> Violent crime every twenty-five seconds. Murder every twenty-four minutes. Two hundred fifty rapes a day. Is how he starts this thing before he shoots the camera with his gun. So um, yeah, and and then we immediately cut to the cult. It's we like got... a gothic like river dance with axes and <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? Exactly. They're they're down in whatever, like uh it, it almost felt like it was underground, but it was probably like a warehouse or yeah. something. They're out, and they shoot from above and they show these people with these with these axes and they're like just clicking them together. Click, 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 click. You like, know, like for people that are supposed to be like wild, like maniac killers, they they're pretty damn. <laughs> There was a lot of choreography going on there. That looked like pretty insane. <laughs> yeah. 
and 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 almost uh it almost took on like a religious cult feel yes. and i was like i was like well what are they worshiping here because i saw nothing about that you know it was no. just it was just a bunch of people who like to kill who got together you know what i mean and they click their axes together and then uh, next thing you know they're out hitting the street you know murdering people for uh no reason so this is like um um this this story felt like um unprovoked crimes you know just crime for the sake of crime yeah. um well they were i think at one point they said that they were trying to weave out the like <clears throat> weave out the weak yeah 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 to yes. make supreme people like the survivors that's right Get, like, okay. get the poison out. All right. Yeah. You know, one of them. All right. They give us uh after this, we we just cut to like a grocery store. Nice. Know? That's like our opening scene. And I mean, was I alone in feeling like the grocery store thing was kind of out of place? Like, why pick a grocery well, store? It was it was done just to set him up and introduce him. Yeah. It was yeah. I mean, and it was so I mean, if there was a hostage situation. He just walks right in. It's like there's no like even there was so much wrong with this scene. Yeah, yeah. It's well, yeah, that was one of my big things. So it's like um he was able to just walk right in. It's like uh anybody who takes people hostage, you know, they're not gonna go to a room in the back of the building and leave the entire front just open and unattended. Yeah. You're gonna want to see people coming, you're gonna want to be able to stop them before they come in the door. You know, he just sneaks right in. He's like slinking down the aisles of the grocery store, drinking but, beer while he's sampling <laughs> yeah. his cores. Yeah, yeah. And, and I they, feel, and they like they squeeze like as many tough guy cop lines into the scene as they could. It was like one more ridiculous than the other. Like I almost feel like this movie should have been shot as a comedy. You know what I mean? It, it is. Like, it's comical to a point. If they would have if they would have marketed this as a comedy and like made like actual jokes and like slapstick humor in this, I would have laughed my ass off at this and thought it was amazing. But, um, but instead we get, you know, a Hispanic guy for no freaking reason whatsoever, you know, taking a shotgun into a grocery store <clears throat> and we find out he just fucking hates produce. He just starts <laughs> shooting watermelons and like, um, you know, different vegetables, shopping carts, you know what I mean? Um, people start running out of the store and um, evidently he takes hostages. You get the police outside and you get um, you get our guy, uh, Andrew Robinson, who did a, uh, the Dirty Harry movie. Uh, he actually played uh, Scorpio, the killer in that one. Mm -hmm. um, he was in this as uh, Detective Monty. Yes. And he's out there on his megaphone, you know, being like... Uh, uh, we just want to talk to you, you know, no one's going to hurt you, blah, 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 all that stuff, you know, because he's the he's the straight cop, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's a guy who does it by the book, and they wanted to illustrate that as early as possible, you know, and uh, um, Art LaFleur, who's in 4,700 freaking bit parts in movies, you know, going back to God knows when, um, he's in this as... Um, uh, it's Captain Sears, and he just he just makes the call right there. He is, oh. he's, <laughs> he's every like he's the king of the bit parts. Yeah, and he's awesome. He's he's good every time I see him, and every time I see him, I'm like oh fuck, there he is again. You know, um, but he's like call the cobra, and call the uh, cobra. And 
<laughs> and for some reason, the detective like has to answer to him. Like, and he just walks away and he goes and he does it. You know, Cobra shows up in his uh in his uh awesome 50, shows up in his uh his chop top classic car that has yeah. a license license plate on the front that actually says awesome 50, uh steps out. And uh, the detective Monty's like, I don't want to call you. Just want to make sure you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> the back and forth for the whole movie is just. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. They clearly don't like each other. Yeah. Um, and they have two very different approaches to police work. And uh, and of course, that's that's one of the writing things that they always put in. There's got to be two people who don't agree, you know, Um in order to create enough turmoil to like get your blood pumping through these things so yeah so back jumping back to where we were he's sneaking through the store you know and the guy does kill somebody oh yeah he did shoot a guy in the back that's right what a dick he was like okay you're free to go get out of here and then he just shoots the guy in the back i was like what a dick move (laughs) yeah yeah exactly you you shot him you you made him yeah and I think that's probably what uh, caused them to to make the call to call in Cobra, um, and and they do explain at some point that he's part of the Zombie Squad. The zombie Squad. It. Yeah, yeah, and and in somehow they explain that it's like uh, kind of like their SWAT team, like their their special elite group that comes in to do all the dirty jobs that you know need a special touch. You know what I mean? That nobody else wants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, he comes in and, and I almost feel like the grocery store scene was put here for like product placement. Like maybe they got a bunch of sponsors for this movie. Oh and, yeah. Uh, because they really showed a lot of Pepsi products. Pepsi you know, in the grocery like I said, store. Cores. He cracked open the Coors Extra Gold right there. Took a drink out of it. He took his uh, freaking matchstick out of his mouth so he could take one one sip out of the the can. Out of a piss warm Coors. <laughs> yeah, and then he then he tossed it. You know, I had to toss it too, and I probably wouldn't even taken the drink. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but dude, take starts taking shots at him. You know, it's like I wasn't even sure why he did that. You know, draw his fire one direction, maybe so that he could like run around and then sneak in somewhere yeah, else. We get that stupid. Oh, the <coughs> hey, dirtbag, you're a lousy shot. I hate lousy shots. I'm like, what the hell? Who does like lousy? You know, like what kind yeah. of stupid line is that? Yeah. He's like, you wasted a kid for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All this on the intercom, which I think it was like in the meat department or something. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, no, I think it's time to waste you. That... <laughs> uh, uh, it's just th- this whole scene was kind of laughable. Um, and then like, you know, he sneaks around and like he pulls his gun and he, he busts through the door. And I'm like, he has no cover. He has no protection whatsoever. No, nothing. This guy's just, got guns on hostages and you just burst out. Yeah. yeah. If he was standing there with the shotgun, like trained at that door, as soon as he burst through, the guy could have shot him. And like, that would have been the end of the movie. Yeah. But instead he's got it pointed at, you know, a hostage. And now we find out the guy's got a bomb, you know, that <clears throat> we didn't know about before. I got a bomb. I'll kill her. 
you know, I'll kill everybody. You know, <laughs> I'll blow this place up. <clears throat> Go ahead, I don't shop here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the one liners in this, some of them landed, some of them didn't. Um, but uh, this, uh, in my opinion, this movie was suffering from dumb dialogue already. Oh, it, uh, <laughs> he goes, "You want to talk? I'm a sucker. For... Go ahead. I'm a sucker for good conversation." <laughs> I was like, yeah. but it's like one after another. It's like they were yeah. hitting me with so much. I was like, I couldn't take it. I was like, yeah, yeah. But half a minute ago, he told him over the intercom it was time to waste him. So he's like, oh, well, let's talk now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is this is contradictory. I'm getting mixed messages here, Cobra. What's happening? You know, <laughs> so uh, I don't talk with psychos. I just put them away. Like, yeah, like, that's right. They just kept put, spilling out one after another. <laughs> that's right. But he put his gun away, back into his and then belt. Put the, yeah. yeah. And this guy could have turned in that very moment and shot him with the shotgun. And shot and he, him. And he didn't do that. And uh, and he waited for the guy to swing his gun, you know, as he, like, prepared a, a folding knife by his side and, like, whips it into his, like, abdomen. And I'm like, what? And then, and 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 here's the thing that blew my mind. This was the dumbest thing of all. He just threw a knife into the guy's guts. And then he pulls his gun up and he goes, drop it. And I'm like, you just stabbed him. He's, he's yeah. not dropping shit. He like, he just wheeled the, the gun around and like, he shoots him like four fucking times. And the guy falls into the like meat case or something. And I was like, this is just, this is just so crazy. And, and over the top right now. Yep, we, <laughs> forgot, we forgot the best line in a movie. Oh yeah. He's like, I'm no psycho. I'm the hero. I'm a hero of the free world. He goes, Good. You know, what does he say? I've written. He said, You're a disease. You're a disease. I, I'm the cure. I'm the cure. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, for me, that's the whole movie right there. Right. I mean, that's, um, that should have been the trailer. Um, but, but you see, uh, 15 year old me was eating all this shit up. I, I bet. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is the point where uh, they want to establish just how, you know, how much macho bullshit's in this movie. Yeah. Um, Cobra walks outside immediately. He's got like reporters in his face, you know, wanting to know if he used excessive force, you know, and he's just telling him shit like I gave it everything I had. And uh, um, like, like he, he didn't deny it. He's like, yep, basically. Um, and, um, the, uh, uh, I guess the detectives trying to like keep him away from the, the, the reporters or something like that. He's saying stuff to him, his partner saying stuff to him, you know, and this guy's like, uh, this reporter's like, well, people have rights, you know, and, and, uh, and you get the impression that, you know, despite the fact that this guy was, you know, either on drugs, maybe you didn't have to kill him just psychotic you know that he yeah. that he still had rights you know as a human being you know and a citizen and uh, and he just loses his shit grabs a hold of the guy and you know whips whips back the uh um the sheet on a dead body he's like you tell that to his family right you know what i mean so we we get all that all that macho horse shit there you know after we just pushed a, a police brutality narrative so we know everything we need to know about Cobra's character at, the, yes. <laughs> at this point. Um, he 
he clearly doesn't like rules um and uh he's willing to meet the criminals on their level and um and and essentially look for an excuse to uh to take him out you know yeah. even though he says he puts him away we we find out through this that for the most part he doesn't arrest anybody ever <laughs> right <laughs> he goes home uh he can't get into his parking space there's some Hispanic guys in a car that are parked there. He goes up and blows his horn in his awesome 50, you know, which sounds like, I don't know, like a train horn or something. Yeah. Fucking loud ass horn. You know, they mouth some, some shit at him, you know, and he's like, well, doing it anyway. So he just like puts his bumper against theirs, pushes their car out of the way. And then he like finishes like parallel parking. Dude gets out all upset, you know, slaps the fender of his car. You know, he's like, what's your problem, man? You know. He rips the guy's shirt down. Yeah, yeah. He like yanks a cigarette out of his mouth, tells him, you know, that he's, you know, he says that's bad for your health. He's like, what? And he grabs a cigarette and he's like, me. And he like throws it down. <laughs> and uh and so the the guy like kind of like shrinks away a little bit and he's like, clean up your act. And he like rips his shirt off, you know. And did you catch that it looked like there was a piece of tape and like a wire under that? Like he was an undercover or something like that? No, I didn't. I, I got to go back and watch this. Yeah. Like you see it when, uh, when he turns away. So, but I'm wondering, Oh, you know what? It probably was. It was probably a body mic because they were outside. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So like they weren't expecting it to show on camera. Was just like bad <laughs> editing. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I'm sitting here th- trying to figure out, is he an undercover cop? I was like, no, it's probably just the fucking body mic for the scene. But so, yeah, editing mistake. Um, and I don't know if this next bit was supposed to be funny or not, but he did some weird shit when he got to his apartment. Like oh. he was walking with his newspaper, reading that. And he walks past his like charcoal grill and he just like opens it up and drops his newspaper inside and closes it. I don't know if he's going to use it for like, you know, fire starter later or something, Maybe. or if that's just where he yeah, keeps that his was... newspapers. I don't fucking know. That was weird. <laughs> um, and then beyond that, you know, he goes inside and pulls two things out of his freezer. One, one's a pizza box. The other one's an egg carton. I'm like, what? who keeps eggs in their fucking freezer? Um, and he walks back to his, his like little desk area that's got a computer on it and what looks like an old dot matrix printer because it is 1986. Yeah. Um, and, um, so he opens up the pizza box and like cuts a little triangle off of it with a pair of scissors, turns on his TV and he opens up the egg carton and it's a gun cleaning kit. I'm like, I don't even understand why that needed to be in the freezer, but hundred percent. (laughs) <laughs> and if that pizza was in the freezer, he, he wouldn't be able to cut it with scissors and eat it. <laughs> yeah. It would be like a fucking brick. I feel like it was just a prop. It probably wasn't even plugged in. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just, they're just like, oh, this needs to be in the fridge somewhere. And they put it in the top part, you know, like Maybe, the freezer yeah. section, you know. But like, uh, I mean, was the pizza that big that you had to cut it with scissors to like little baby pieces? Yeah, maybe he doesn't like the crust. He was cut the crust off. I don't know. <laughs> and, and the fact that he doesn't take his gloves off when he's eating the pizza, that right. bothered me too. Yeah. Like, he left the gloves on it. with You're the cool pizza. when you got your black leather gloves, but nobody's up. You're home by yourself. Take them off and eat the pizza yeah. like a normal person. Yeah, yeah. 
take the gloves off, wash your hands. No, he left yeah. them on the whole time. And he's uh he's he's touching food, he's touching his gun, he's touching everything. You know, he touched his car when he's driving, you know, and he's in there and, and he's still wearing his damn gloves, eating and cleaning yeah, his gun. He's cleaning his gun and eating pizza. Yeah. That's just what? the new pizza seasoning, hops number nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you could use that as a dipping sauce. So yeah, I I don't know what was happening there. That seemed like a lot of really odd scene choices for me. Yes, um, but uh, of course he's watching a news broadcast. It's all about the Night Slasher, which um, you know they they seem to know an awful lot about the Night Slasher except for who he is, and he's just going out and killing random people. And you know, and of course they they say like horrific things like sneaking in through a bedroom window and like doing you know like killing a child you know things like that and i was like geez they really they really want to play up how bad this guy is yeah um and of course immediately they cut to a scene where he where he actually attacks somebody so there's this uh poor waitress who's uh closing up a diner you know and she she thinks something's off and she hurries to her car but of course her car gets attacked and it's a convertible. So they just cut through the top, you know, um, and you got these guys with uh, pantyhose on their heads. And I couldn't quite figure out why, because clearly no one was around. This almost seemed like a, like a dead, a dead street area with like no street lights. Nobody was around. And this poor random person just walking into their car. It's like, it's almost like they didn't need that. Brian Thompson's up close, you know what I mean? And he like knifes somebody. So, so he killed her with his knife, and he's got this badass knife that's like, like um, I don't know, like a like a reverse curve, and it's got like, like this. Yeah, just like that. Oh man, ah, nothing. This is an exact better. replica. <laughs> nothing better than a visual aid. This got is the... from the movie. Actually, from the movie. Actually, my <laughs> friend who's a cop confiscated for somebody and knows I'm a knife freak, and he gave it to me. But <laughs> from the movie, and I gotta tell you, the most uncomfortable unpractical knife you'll ever know you'll probably do more damage to yourself than i believe it i believe it but how cool is that <laughs> that's pretty funny and uh, they're sharp too oh yeah those spikes they're, they're fucking they look sharp vicious. As fuck. like i said I'll, after this it goes right back in the drawer because i'll never that's right you'll never actually use it for anything no um but yeah it looks like a, a skinning knife just uh just bigger um, yeah. and, um, and that's, yeah, it's kind of the way he uses it. Uh, I think we get one of those police station scenes. It seemed like in between everything that happened in this movie, there was like a police station meeting with, you know, like Cobra and, you know, uh, the detective and the, well, and, uh, the captain, he's kind of, he's kind of telling the captain, Hey, how he wants to, you know, be part of everything. Right. Like, oh, I just want to get involved, you know. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, he has his own theories on the night slasher and and yeah. plus Monty doesn't want him involved and mm-hmm. Yeah, and um and and he makes this comment that um <clears throat> you know, as long as um we got to play by the rules and the criminals don't, we're going to lose. Exactly. You know? So he uh he really doesn't like the fact that there's laws that apply apply to him and how he does yeah. his job. 
um, which is just more of that, you know, the macho bullshit that they wrote, wrote his character to be. Um, mm-hmm. So, of course, we wouldn't want the movie to get slow. So we have another attack. These uh, Night Stalker cult people like in a van, you know, they they bump some woman's car, you know, and of course she stops because, oh, fuck, somebody hit me. So um, the the chick uh, who's with the, the the cult, you know, gets out and walks up and she's like, she's like, God, how how did you hit me? You've been drinking? And she just looks down at her and she goes, yeah. <laughs> and then like somebody like she hears like a tap looks over and it's the dude with an axe you know like tapping her window she starts freaking out they open up the door they grab her they kill her um so it's like <clears throat> but they use this to introduce another character we get bridget nielsen's character who um i don't think we know what she really does yet. um but she's driving by like in a jeep and for some stupid ass reason, the night slasher dude, like, just like walks out from behind the van and like walks into the middle of the street and stares at her as she drives by. So she can get a really good look at his face, you know, because for some reason this time he's not wearing pantyhose on his head. Um, and that was another inconsistency that that I want to throw out, because like in a scene following that with her. For some fucking reason, even though she's already seen his face, he wears pantyhose on his head. So <laughs> I just wanna... don't wear pantyhose enough anymore. Yeah, I, I don't think like they do. When either. I was a, when I was a kid growing up, like every bad guy was a bank robber, a mugger. Every they always had pantyhose. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And like now, it's like a thing of the past. It's like it, it was good yeah, to exactly. see pantyhose again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I got flashbacks to you know. Uh, Nicholas Cage in Raising Arizona. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, she gets a really good look at him. And of course, the um, the woman of the group, you know, yells at him, get the license plate. You know, and I find myself sitting there wondering, it's like, well, what what fucking goods a license plate going to do these people? You know, it's like, yeah, unless they, unless they know somebody at the DMV, you know what I mean? How are they going to be able to do anything with that? You know, or unless they're going to drive around the street looking for this vehicle with this matching license plate. Turns well, she out was a, she was a cop. Turns out she's a cop. <laughs> and like we talked about Dirty Harry. I, I mentioned this too when we watched it. Didn't you get the same vibe from the the chicken uh, sudden impact? Remember the girl? There were the guys that raped the girl and she was like the one chick in the group. Right, right. I like. Yeah, she. I thought like that mirrored her. Yeah, her character was a lot like that. No, you're right. Um, somehow she's uh, uh, one of those people that uh, sees herself as one of the guys, you know, mm-hmm. um, but in some way smarter than them because yes, she's got herself into a position of authority over several of them. You know, it, it was like that in this movie. It was the way that's the way it was in Sudden Impact, you know, that she was almost the leader. So that's that's really the impression that I get. And they show her in the very next scene running the license plate. We get like the crime scene after that. So everybody's at the crime scene of this murder. Um, there's a conversation there. You know, you get this after that, you get almost like this private, like, I don't know, Batman style meeting. You know what I mean? Where they're like, you know, discussing the, 
the details and what to do about it, you know, and because uh, it's just them, you know, near their cars, you yeah. know, talking about what they're doing moving forward. Oh, just go do what you do, you know, that type of thing. You know, like I, I, I got real strong Batman vibes here where yeah. they're telling telling Cobra, you know, hit the streets, do what you do, see what you can <laughs> find out. And of course, you know, you get the line from um, the detective Monty's like, uh, uh, try not to waste the wrong guy. But then again, what do you care? You know, <laughs> well, every time they see each other, you know, they have to he has to take a dig at him, you know, just uh, showing that they don't like each other and that they disagree on how police work should be done. Yes. Um, I feel like Cobra's sidekick, uh, Gonzalez, um, played by Renny Santoni, um, is kind of there for comic relief. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like he could have been written better. Like he, he was kind of like a weak supporting character. I mean, he was there and his presence was known and, and I liked him. I felt we could have used more of him, but What'd he didn't think? offer much like, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, he was... They wrote him poorly. Um, they, they just made him one of these like junk food junkie type people. Yeah. Like, every time you saw him, he was like eating candy. They would, they would try to have like this playful banter between him and Cobra. You know what I mean? Where they just bust each other's balls. You know, um, um, I think he said something about, Oh, when this is all over, I, you know, I, I'd like to um, take care of the uh, detective by like punching a hole through his chest, you know? And Cobra's like, you know what the problem is with you? You're too violent. You're too violent. <laughs> He's like me, you know? And he's like, yeah, it's 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 all that sugar you eat, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's like, should like eat some vegetables or some fish and rice yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and he's like muttering as he gets in his car, oh, fish and rice, you know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like it. That was kind of cute, you know. What I mean? <clears throat> and and I felt like it. It did give like some like human element to their characters. Oh, definitely. Felt like we didn't really get enough of that. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we got what every moody movie from the 80s needed. And many of them had an 80s montage. So they started playing some upbeat 80s music. And we got, you know, uh, cuts between two different things happening. We've got we've got Cobra and um, um, Gonzalez, you know, hitting the streets, you know, talking to all these prostitutes and like... Um, uh, like trans prostitutes and going yeah. into like bars and places, you know, you know, trying to gather information. I think what they're really trying to show is that they're hitting like the 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 seediest, the seediest areas, town. Yeah, like the subculture of the city. You know what I mean? Trying to trying to like uh get a get a lead on who this yeah. uh, night night slasher person is. Um. And then we have cuts over to a model photo shoot with our chick who was in the previous scene. You know, Bridget Nielsen uh, plays the Ingrid character. You know, she's like taking all these like Marilyn Monroe, like white dress, blonde hair photo shoots, like with what looked like robots. I don't know what the hell was going on here. (laughs) And then she had like that silver wig on. Yeah. 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 So it's like it was a very interesting look. Um, and, uh, they were, they were taking some, some photographs. Our photographer was none other than 
David Rash. Sledgehammer himself. Yeah. Sledgehammer was that was in great. That. Yeah. And uh so we uh it, yeah, that was awesome. Little did we know at this time and and uh with him in this movie that he would basically do his own um over the top brutal, you know, cop that didn't believe in the rules on a TV show. Right? It was... um, a few years later. <laughs> Which I absolutely uh, loved that show when I was a kid. Oh, I, uh, me too. I need to go back and watch it again because it's hysterical. It, yeah. It what well, you know what it was really like? Um, not to take too much of a side note, but it was like um uh Dirty Harry meets police squad. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like a slapstick version of Dirty Harry. Because <laughs> yeah, he was clearly doing, you yeah. know, um a Dirty Harry Callahan impression. Um, and they were throwing in a bunch of nonsensical comedy, kind of like Leslie Nielsen's police squad. Um, yeah. and, uh, and you got a, a pretty cool show out of it. Uh, if I, if I'm being honest, um, of course I'd probably go back and watch it now and be like, Oh, what the fuck? This show sucks, <laughs> but I'm willing to take that chance and watch it again. I went back and I watched like the first two episodes recently. And yeah. It, it still holds up. It, it holds fun. up. Okay. It cracks up. It's just. You know, you got the the captain who's hammer. You know, like <laughs> he's always shooting his gun. Out. Stop shooting your gun inside! He's like, <laughs> oh man, he used his gun for everything. I think I remember one episode where he like walked into the station like carrying like a string of fish, and they all had bullet holes in them. Yeah, <laughs> and he just like hurls it onto his desk, and he starts talking about his day off. You know, <laughs> it's it's great. <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's pretty cool yeah oh and they had a little bit more in this uh this 80s montage than just those two things they also cut to the night stalker prepping for his next crime because he's sitting there in his white t-shirt with his bulging biceps like sharpening that ridiculous skinner knife that he's got so um and then what was with the hair the hair that came later when he's combing his hair. Oh, 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 oh. well, he dyed his hair, but it like he had like grease in a in a hubcap. It, it's I think that was hair dye because remember how it kept what? like dribbling down his forehead. Yeah, but it was like it was. I was like, is that? I said to myself, is that actually hair dye? Or is it like grease from a car that he's just got in a hubcap and he's just rubbing it through his hair? Oh, for all we know, it could have been motor oil. I mean, yeah, it, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was um, a very odd scene. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and that happens after they they try to attack her right. the first time because they they tracked her down. Um, I jumped in because that's they that's after they attack her. Yeah, yeah. When they go after um, her the second time, that's right. Yeah, they tracked down the model. Um, uh, based on the license plate, I guess, figured out her movements and knew, somehow knew she was going to be there on that photo shoot. Uh, they try to attack her in the parking garage. Um, the photographer, who the whole way from the elevator is trying to talk her into going to bed with him, um, he gets it first. So, like, they miss him the first time, they swing an axe at him, they get him the second time. Yeah. So, he's done. Um, she runs um dude grabs her 
and like somehow swings the axe so high he hits a sprinkler pipe um and like doesn't get to kill her and she slips away some other so poor she runs random to the guy. elevator and and the doors open up and there's a security guard with a gun who has to oh, be yeah. like the worst fucking shot I've ever seen. Yeah, he shot I mean, at a like, cluster there were guys four right people. in front of him and he shot and he didn't hit one. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. And um and then for some reason they make the decision uh, to fire up the van and kill the security guard with the van. So they wreck him and crush him into the elevator. Yeah. Um um yeah, some other dude gets it that that uh, that she tries to brush by uh, just some random bystander dude going yeah. to his car with a bottle of champagne of all things. Um, she hides, and the night stalker or night slasher. I keep calling him night stalker. That's something else. Night yeah. slasher comes out um, with his pantyhose on this time, uh, <laughs> and for some reason the eyes cut out. Guess it was too. Guess it was too hard to see through yeah. the pantyhose. So he like ripped the ripped the eyes, um, and uh, and and that's where I'm like, why, why, why did he bother with the pantyhose? She already knows what he looks like. Um, yeah, exactly. And he's looking around for her, doesn't see her. I guess here's the sirens or whatever. They decide to leave, start up their van again. Like I'm gonna believe that piece of shit's gonna run after wrecking it into like a brick wall yeah. with an elevator. Um. But yeah, they get away. They're not even leaking anything. You know, you think the radiator would be going, you know, but it's not doing that. Yeah, even though I call bullshit on that, they drive away. Um, But so you get hospital scene now because she is all shook up. Um, She survived this, but basically witnessed two, three murders. Um, And um She's getting interviewed by Cobra and Gonzalez. Um, and uh, I don't know if they're really getting much out of her other than the fact that even though she that. didn't know who these people were, she gets the idea or Cobra gets the idea that she was attacked by this night slasher dude. And get that awesome sketch artist. <laughs> like, what the yeah. fuck did he try? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was so ridiculous. They did bring in the sketch artist. Um, I feel like clearly he flunked sketch artist school. Um, uh, it's like something like, like a like a like a kid would draw. Yeah, the department really needed a sketch artist, so they took him anyway. Uh, oh you know my I mean? god, uh, he must have gotten like D's and in, in the when sketch he showed that school. picture, like I cracked up so hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, they drew like these really like uh, bold lines where like you know, the scarring on his face was. Yeah, you know? it's like oh, she's it was like horrible. Yeah, she's like yeah, yeah, that kind of looks like him. That's him, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, they they left her at the hospital, uh, basically to to rest. So this is the part you were talking you were talking about where uh, you see the night slasher dude like yeah. Now he's going to the hospital together. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's greasing up his hair and yeah, and and really all that seemed to do was uh, dye his hair black and he slicked it back and he put on you know a pair of glasses just to make himself look different. Although I really don't feel like he looked any different. He'll he looked like a psycho. Yeah, he had on a janitor's outfit. You know, 
and he's acting like he's going to the hospital to clean some shit. You know, some uh, nurse was mean to him in the elevator. Yeah. Told, told him next time use the stairs, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, they they kind of gave you the impression that she got out of the elevator just in time because he was sitting there with his knife right knife behind his, his back. Hand, yeah. Like he was getting ready to kill her or something for talking too much. I don't know. Um, but um, I feel like the hospital scene was a little weird. Um, he he wasted a lot of time like. Like he went into a room, it seems, and threw his mop in a bed with a patient and killed the patient, waited for the nurse to walk in and then I guess killed her. Yeah, so like it's... he wasted time killing two other people before he even went after the person he was there to get. And, and because it, the chick that was working with him, that was the cop, the bad one, mm-hmm. she sent them both away. Because oh. Cobra was out and Gonzalez was supposed to be watching her. Okay. And then he speaks to Gonzalez and Gonzalez says, well, uh, somebody, they called me and told me to come that you were coming here or something like, you know, so they knew now she was there alone. So not only did he waste time, she was by herself. You you had like a total yeah fucking yeah. She had no protection. Um, okay, so and, and that kind of comes out in the next scene, I think. You know, so clearly the night slasher fucks up. You know, she's in the bathroom when he shows up. He misses his opportunity to kill her in the bed. Um, tries to get into the. Um, the bathroom where she's at somehow she's in the only uh, bathroom in the hospital. That's got a second door and, um, and she gets out the other side of it and uh, runs down the hallway and like pulls a fire alarm. And suddenly everybody's coming out of the rooms. You know, this is around the time that Cobra shows up because the thing I didn't mention, he was at his apartment. He goes to leave after I guess that uh, uh, phone call with his uh, partner. And he gets attacked by some of the other oh, cult right. people. And and then after he wastes those two guys, he rushes over to the hospital. So um, he shows up about the time everything was already over. And like he grabs a hold of her and gets her the hell out of there. Um, so the very next scene is where, where we're getting the, um, the things where it's like, well, she needs better protection than this, you know, um, they must have somebody on the inside and they're like, that's a hell of an accusation. You know, you know, where's your proof for that? And he's like, work it on it. You know, or he's like, I don't have it yet. Some shit like that. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, so he takes his verbal abuse from his uh, captain and the detective and he leaves has a, a continued conversation with the, de- with the detective going down, I guess an escalator. Um, and, uh, and he's like, there was three people in that room. Two of them got called away. Why? You know, and he thought, you know, headquarters did it. And he's like, he's like, headquarters wouldn't do that. He's like, well, then who? He's like, it's your gig. You figure it out. You know, that type of thing. Um, yeah. Like you didn't want to talk to him anymore about it. Um, but their, uh, their plan is to basically try to keep her safe at, at this point. So they're going to sneak her out of there. They're going to drive her away. Um, and find a better place to protect her, I suppose. Um, meanwhile, the um, 
the the chick cop who's with the cult people gets assigned to their case. So I didn't want to leave that part out. Yeah. So she, she conveniently gets assigned assigned yeah. to the same case. Yeah. So she's she's playing both sides. She's tipping off the cult. She's tipping off, you know, uh, um, everybody, and like getting herself uh, put in place where that she can continue to feed information to the cult so that they can swoop in and kill her. Um, so it's like they they kind of thought that through a little bit. That was the only way that this would really work is if there was somebody on the inside who could yeah. do all their moves. Um, but, um, I don't know if I, yeah, just overall, I didn't really care for the, the storyline or the writing here, but, um, um, Oh, the writing in the whole movie is pretty much fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, we said he's protecting the model now. They go to leave, and immediately they get ambushed. Like, uh, Gonzalez is in a car by himself. He gets hit by a truck. They did it on purpose to take his car out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, his radiator blows. He's sitting there unable to drive anywhere, you know? Not like that freaking van that's built like a tank, you know? <laughs> um, and next thing you know, they're they're on the road, you know, pursuing Cobra and the model chick. Um, and it's like... Uh, they kind of go on like a high speed chase. The guys, there's two cars, uh, but the guys in the truck like start taking pot shots at him, you know, from behind. Hits his awesome 50 a couple of times and he gets pissed about it. And he, like, I don't know what the hell he does there. I don't know if it's like an e brake turn or something. He whips his car, you know, 180 degrees, starts going backwards without losing any speed. Next of course. Yeah, next thing you know, there's a submachine gun in his hand that we didn't know he had before, and he just like blasts in the front of the truck until oh, that thing's out of commission. Flips his car back around another 180 degrees, and now he's after the guys in the other car. And what makes me laugh is the two cars chasing him. One was like a pickup, like a little cabin cab on the back. Uh-huh. There were two crappy cars chasing him. He like yeah. he hit fucking nitrous in the car. Like <laughs> yeah, you the- should be gone. There's no yeah. way those cars should be on your tail. Like, right. Yeah. Why did he wait for the nitrous? You know, he waited to use the nitrous until he was trying to catch up to the other car. Yeah. And, uh, uh, like the, the decisions in this didn't, didn't make a lot of sense. So his car gets all banged up. Um, ultimately, uh, he wrecks it, flips it in like this boatyard area. Um, and they're, they're lucky they didn't, they didn't die, but his um, his his awesome fifty totaled. Is, like the, you saw the yeah, front and, wheels on that; they're like all touching each other almost underneath the yeah, car. And, was, and I'm like, <laughs> any Bridget Nielsen came out without a scratch. Somehow we get yet another police station scene with atrocious dialogue, where he's taking shit over what just happened, uh, and. <laughs> uh, You know, it's always Cobra, his partner, the captain, the detective that hates him. You know, this time the detective pissed off Cobra to the point where Cobra just grabbed him, you know, like he was like he's going to manhandle him or beat the shit out of him. You know, they break it up and they send him out of there. But, you know, he's he's got this idea now that he's just going to take her out of town. They're going to hit the hills. They're going to find make some distance between there and the city um, and um, and and protect her like uh, 
on the road. Like she's yeah. in the witness protection program. You know, this chick who didn't even realize that she witnessed a crime and like the, you know, we're supposed to expect that she can identify this guy in a lineup or something. You know what I mean? Whereas we saw the worst police sketch in the world and she's like, oh, yeah, that's him. <laughs> um, but she's an important key witness. They got to protect her at all costs. So they drive her out of town in a pickup truck and um, and a chase car, you know, with Gonzalez in it. And so, that chick again, right? Isn't she? Yep. Yep. She's there. The bad cop. She's with him again. That's right. Uh, we get more crap dialogue about criminals in the justice system. You know, yeah. the model's like, oh, why don't they just lock him away? He's like, you'll have to ask the judge that, you know. And uh, he's like, we put him away, they let him out. We and, put him uh, away, and they let him out. <laughs> exactly. yeah. He's like, like I said, gonna have to ask the judge. You know, and it's just it's just more, just more. I, my brain couldn't take anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra does not believe in rehabilitation. <laughs> his solutions are lock him up until they die or just kill him. That's uh that that's what we know about him. And then is this when they stop on the road and we find out his name? Yeah. Yeah, they stop. Says, you want you want to cheer him up? He likes this. Go tell go in. She's like, Are you what does she say? She goes, I found something else about you. Marion yeah. Cobretti. Yeah. Like, Gonzalez <laughs> yeah. got a big mouth. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, uh, she's like, I don't think it's a bad name. And he's like, oh, I, I kind of wanted a tougher one growing up. You know, she's like, like what? He goes, Alice. Alice. <laughs> That's probably the best joke of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's one, one of the only times where I think I legitimately laughed at something that he said. Because um, I wasn't expecting it. And, and that's the whole purpose. And with the um, fries. Oh, yeah. They go get something to eat. <laughs> you better get a life preserver. She's like, why? Your fries are drowning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she did saturate those fries, man. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't I don't know how you eat fries, but I can tell you ketchup is not my my top ingredient <laughs> to, put on, to put on anything. Um, and uh, I, I like definitely... ketchup, but moderation. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll do ketchup maybe on an onion ring or something, but usually that I want was... something a little better than that. I like fries I... with nothing on them sometimes. I like ketchup on my fries, but that was that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that was that was over the top. Yeah, is that your favorite way to have fries with ketchup? Oh, uh, I would say yeah. I would say yeah. <clears throat> Because I, I can tell you that uh, going to the drive-in theater, uh, one of the things that I really picked up was now I know you probably hate this, but the like the boardwalk fry thing where you spritz a little bit of vinegar on it. I don't douse the shit. You know what I mean? I'm not putting like a cup and a half of vinegar on my fries. Just a little bit for the flavor. And I do New like Orleans, the vinegar on the fries. New Orleans seasoning. You oh, really? those two things? <laughs> yeah, those two things together. That's a good fry. That's a good fry right mm -hmm. there. I like honey mustard on my fries. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Usually, sometimes if I go to McDonald's and I have the cups of honey mustard, I'll dip them in yeah. that. Yeah, no you mayonnaise. Know, but I do you like the vinegar. You don't no go mayonnaise. for mayonnaise. <laughs> no, that's just. 
you know, I feel about Mayo. <laughs> I know how you feel about Mayo. Oh, that's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I actually kind of. Uh, they got a hotel. I actually kind of didn't know why the, the cop woman was here. It's like, I realized she was assigned to the case and, and they established that earlier. So like, that's the excuse. And like, like in real life, in reality, yeah, they wouldn't have let Cobra s- sleep with in the room with, they would probably put the female cop with her. Yeah. And Cobra and Gonzalez would be in a room, but of course. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. This is a macho bullshit movie, so yeah. we have to we have to set it up to where the the alpha male star of the movie, you know, is in the room with the chick, you know, He's doing cleaning his... all his guns and getting his machine gun ready. Yeah, and she's like, yeah. Will, you, "Will you come into bed with me?" Like it was just so <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, sure, why not? You know, like it happens all the time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> oh God, but like. Here's the part where I was like, how fucking dumb is Cobra? You know what I mean? Because it's like, one, he let the he let the cop woman tag along. But mm-hmm. twi- twice, you know, since they left town, he saw her on a payphone. And he's like, but he didn't think that anything was suspicious about it until it happened at the hotel. And, and he's like... Everything yeah. that's happened, she's been involved. And like, you haven't like even like questioned like, well, maybe, maybe this chick's... F- yeah, you know, she's been around, and he already like imme- you know almost immediately thought that there was somebody on the inside, you know, like somebody in the police force helping them out, and and it takes to this point for him to be like, oh, maybe it's her, but he like he dismisses it even then, and and goes to his room and basically you know bangs the witness and goes to bed. Yeah. Um. So that was one of those things where it's like, it's like, damn, it's like they make him up to be like this, this really good cop. And he like does whatever it takes to get the job done. And he really seems to, to understand, well, you know, the only way this would work is if they had somebody on the inside. And then he's like really stupid to come to the realization totally as to who it is. And I'm like, and like, he's like totally clueless when it comes to this chick. Yeah. It should have clicked right then. And he should have got them all, you know, them the hell out of there. You know, but he didn't do that. He just waited for the ambush, um, which is basically what happens. He sits it and he sits up like with his guns, you know, like he knows it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, wait till morning. They go outside, you know, and he and he like tells uh, tells Gonzalez, you know, oh, go uh, uh, go get her. Um, find out why she's not out here yet, you know. And he goes and he's like, oh, she ain't in there. She's gone. You know, and like suddenly now they realize. He's like, oh, I knew now it. That, yeah, I knew it. And no, then you they, didn't. No, they, you didn't. Yeah, they see her talking to like some of the cult guys in a truck. And Gonzalez is like, I never liked her anyway. And he goes, me neither. And he's like, get inside. Get inside. You know? Yeah. And like Motel gets all shot up, you know. He starts shooting people, you know, uh, Gonzalez gets shot in the leg, you know, uh, which is fine because his character is all but unnecessary anyway. Yeah, they wrote they wrote him that way. And we need to have a final showdown where he's not there, I guess. He would, so, yeah, exactly. He would only be in the way. Yeah. So 
they take him out with that method, you know, that he's just crawling <laughs> on the ground with a shot up leg and they take off in the truck, you know, which is the most, unre- <laughs> this is the most ridiculous scene. Probably. Any- <laughs> it's like, no, she's, she's driving all over the road. She's driving, she's swerving. And he's just literally standing in the back of his pickup truck, like not holding on to anything. It's like, yeah, like his some feet were like locked into something, and, he, and like he wasn't even swaying. He was just like perfectly <laughs> shooting. Yeah, yeah. They had him strapped to a pole that was sticking up out of the bed yeah. of the truck or something. I was like, no way. I was like, even for an action <laughs> movie, I was like, oh. yeah, yeah. It's um, <clears throat> oh my god, that was so bad. Um, he did lob a grenade at one point, so we know he has grenades. We don't know how many, but we know he's got them. So he's got the grenades, he's got the submachine gun, he's, you know, he's got his, his Cobra 45, you know. Um, so they're taking out all these people on the motorcycles, and um, it's, it's really narrowed down to just a handful of them. She, like, skids the truck to a halt and i don't know what's wrong with the truck he gets thrown out of the bed it's, he gets up and basically just says come on let's go like yeah uh, they didn't into the foundry you know um like they could have hopped back in the truck and took truck off and again moved. it was like nothing happened she just skidded and stopped yeah it's not like it got stuck it's not like they wrecked it into something you know he's like let's go you know we run off through an orange grove this is where i got confused like we're like, remember how we said, you know, it felt like Miami before. It's like, well, now we got oranges. I'm like, why not? This movie screams Florida. Yeah, I guess I guess they grow oranges both places. They must I grow guess. them in California as well as Florida. I just think of Florida whenever I think of oranges. But it's like, why the fuck was there a foundry in the middle of a freaking orange grove? But there was. Uh, and that's, that's where they went into um, now. Uh, to to draw in what's left of the uh, night slashers cult people. Yeah, he uh, he sets a grenade up for a couple of them. They walk into an area and he like uses his laser and and he like yeah. shoots the grenade and blows them up. Which I don't think that works that way, but um, for the purposes of this movie, it does. Um, he set up his uh, his gun to keep the laser on in an area. This other dude goes over to check it out. And then he goes over and he, he fucking kills him somehow takes his, uh, takes his gun back. Um, and he, he shoots uh, the chick too, the, the bad cop, right? Um, not yet. I don't think, uh, actually I think she gets shot by the night slasher guy. Um, because, um, she like jumps onto his back at one point. Yes. But, yes. But um, we had, we had another really shitty line. Um, there's one dude down below. They start trading fire back and forth and like this barrel gets kicked over and the dude gets covered in fuel. And this is, I swear, this is the whole reason why he had the match match stick in his mouth. The entire freaking movie is so he could pull the match stick out and like, light it off the the grip of his uh 45 and say you have the right to remain silent and drops the drops the match on the guy to catch him on fire (laughs) i'm like it's like there's there's bullshit line after bullshit line in this movie and just the (laughs) fact that 
through all this gunfight and in the truck getting thrown out, like you've had this match in your mouth <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. Like, you got thrown out of a truck, didn't lose the match. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> yelling at people. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just there. And, uh, and it seemed like it was the same one throughout the entire movie. All right, he did was like, take it out occasionally and put it right back in. It was always I there. If he refreshed his match every day. Like what you'd think he would have to <clears throat> like, like the wood on that would get so wet get that it would fall apart. Yeah. Yeah, he he must have had like an entire box of matches like in his car or something. And exactly. Just like, I mean, uh, this just even for ruined. sanitary reasons. I mean, it's a, it's a match. Throw it, lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a new one. Yeah, he didn't even use it on his grill. He just threw newspapers in that thing. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. So, it's basically, um, down to him and the Night Stalker. Um, I forget what happened to the cop woman at this point, but she wasn't around and the um we get that really stupid ass dialogue where um, pig! yeah he called a pig about six times you know as yeah, he gave this right really pig! yeah he gave this really shitty monologue about like yeah. come out you know take me in if you, you can take me in <laughs> yeah he's like the courts are civilized you know he's like um they'll, they'll say i'm insane you know, yeah. he's this like, is where the, court, the law stops yeah. and I start. <laughs> That's right. He's like, the court is civilized, isn't it, pig? And he's like, but I'm not. This is where the law stops and I start. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> he, hey, he goes Sucker. to shoot him. Yeah, he goes to shoot him. This is where the um, uh, the crooked cop woman <clears throat> jump jumps on his back. You know, and she like puts a chain around his throat and like he like swings her. Just as at the moment that the night slasher dude fires his double barrel shotgun, yeah, right, and shoots her instead. So now I don't know why he didn't take a second shot at Cobra because he had two barrels. Um, but instead they face off. He's got knife in one hand, shotgun in the other, doing nothing with it. Yeah. And all all Cobra has is a freaking chain. So of course you have to have him whip the shotgun and pull it away. So shotgun's no longer useful. Um, but they go through this stupid fight and you keep seeing like a hook fly by once in a while. It's like, you knew. I'm like, oh, okay. I see what's it's happening like, here. Exactly. You know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the, hook, the hook might as well have a sign on it that says place criminal here. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's what happened. You know, Somehow he still had his forty-five because he started beating him in the face with it. Like they're 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 hand-to-hand combat here, and they're like beating the shit out of each other and trying not to get stabbed or slashed. You know, next thing you know, he pulls out his pistol, starts hitting him in the face with it. You know what I mean? Then picks him up and throws him up on one of these hooks. And oh, he played that really well. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, he's, ah. you know, yeah. and, and you just uh, watch him go into the friggin'. Right into the furnace. Yeah, he went into the <laughs> went into the furnace to get burned up. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god. So, um, and that's kind of where that stopped. You know, he linked back up with the witness. They go back to the crime scene at the motel. You know, uh, the rest of the cops are there. Ambulance crew is there. It's one big old crime scene. You know, he has a conversation with his partner. You know, in the 
before he goes into the ambulance, you know, and he's like, oh, let me know if there's anything I can get you. He goes, he's like, there is. He's like, what's that? He's like, I'd kill for some. He's like, what? Gummy bears. Gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Like gummy, got- bears. <laughs> yeah, gummy bears. Yeah, gummy like, right. bears. Yeah, so we get one more bad line out of that. Um, the uh, Captain Sears telling Cobra what a great job he did, you know, and, uh, you know, let us know if you want to come out of the zombie squad, you know, let us know if there's anything the department can do for it. He's like, I'd like to get my car replaced. He's like, we'd love to. It's not, not in the budget. budget. <laughs> he just walks away. Like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you in your car. Yeah, Cause fuck your car, you know? Uh, and uh, yeah, the, um, and then we have Monty again. Monty, the inspector. Nice job, Corbetti. Because I would have yeah. done it and I would have handled it another way. But... <laughs> yeah, I would have found a sub- more subtle solution, but that's not your style, is it? He's like, no hard feelings. And he, so he, he's like, all right. He shook his hand, but then he like hauled back and like punched him, just like wailed him in the head. And, and he like grabbed him and he's like, uh, no hard feelings. No pal. hard feelings. Pal. <laughs> I didn't even get, yeah. My my favorite line in the world. Yeah, call, call me pal. It's just like calling me an asshole. But that's you know? where it meant exactly how it was supposed to sound, you know. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's like this is. He walks over to the 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 witness again, and they hop on one of the motorcycles. Yeah, where did the Cobra. motorcycle come from? The cop tells him, "Cobra, I'll give you a ride back." He goes, yeah, "I got a ride." Don't like, yeah. The most cliched ending gets the girl on the back, and then yeah. they got this most upbeat freaking music, fucking yeah. driving on the road, and like, and where did the motorcycle come from? Is was that one of the like the cult people's motorcycles? It had to be one of the cult people's that he just found. I'm like. That's evidence at a crime scene. They're just riding yeah, away like... on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he clearly doesn't give a shit. You know, he does. Uh, it destroys property, uses excessive force, police brutality. <coughs> he assaults fellow officers. You know, and he drives away on evidence from a crime scene. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's it's something else. So that is Cobra in a nutshell, man. And um, and <laughs> I don't know if you want to give me any stats on it, if you got any follow up. Well, shit. and that's the thing: how we we tr- we dumped on the writing in this movie the whole time. It lists the writers as Paula Gosling and Sylvester Stallone. And Paula Gosling, I looked her up; like she's written nothing. She she did another thing called Fair Game, which apparently. This movie was based on. It's kind of like I guess the same plot. Oh, so, so they just <clears throat> did a re just did a rewrite with Sylvester yeah. Stallone. So I think she probably doesn't. She probably had very little experience in this type of genre and stuff, and that's why it's like such an over the top cop movie. Like she went for yeah. every trope she that's can interesting. get. Well, I mean, I uh, knew. I knew Sylvester Stallone was a writer because uh, I mean he uh, didn't he write Rocky? I mean, yeah. Um, I and and he he's written other stuff, so uh, I guess they must have given her credit on it because they took her original script and he must have changed it. Yeah, that's 
I mean, if they're giving them both credit that and the way you describe it, that's what makes sense to me. But I don't know if that's a fact. But. Right. Um, what as far as stats, it was uh, yeah. it was directed by George Cosmatos, who did okay. uh, Rambo Part Two, oh. Leviathan, and Tombstone. Oh, he did Leviathan and Tombstone. Yeah. Wow, he's done well, some good stuff. Four then. movies I like. Um, yeah. It the budget for this was twenty five million. It made box office was one hundred sixty million. Holy crap! It was a big success. Because that's had really weird. Like me, that were fucking all into this shit. <laughs> Probably went to see it three or four times, didn't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> and then all the rentals, you know. Uh, holy crap, man! That's that's pretty impressive for a movie that's you know, in a lot of ways, forgotten from the uh, the eighties action time frame. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. this isn't one that uh, that immediately comes to mind as one of the favorites. So like it it kind of like fades into the background for like other action stars. You know, like like Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or Chuck Norris. You know, um, or for that matter, even Jean Claude Van Damme. For yeah. you know what I mean? It's like um, this one. This one really didn't kind of didn't stand the test of time. I'll say. But it sounds to me like it was super successful when it first came out. Well, I get it. You get it more as I feel it's more of a cop movie, not an yeah, it's an action movie, but not yeah. an action movie on the level of like the Van Damme movies at the time. And <clears throat> right, this is more of your like your Dirty Harry cop movie. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, this is this is one of those things that it, one of those movies that screamed. Screamed Dirty Harry ripoff to me. Oh, big um, um, with, with the exception of like the quirkiness of his clothes, I don't know who the hell did the costuming in this movie, but he was dressed really weird. Yeah, you know, they you know, like jeans, his little you denim know. jacket, like in yeah, skin tight shirts, you know, and then he's wearing like some full length like felt or looking uh, like a duster type coat. jacket. Yeah, yeah, uh, and like. Having the weird looking sunglasses and the matchstick in his mouth the whole time, I'm like, I'm like, what are they going for here? Oh, and the leather gloves. Can't forget the leather gloves. Yeah, those because every tough guy hero has those, right? <clears throat> um, I I didn't get where they were going with all the the costuming choices in this, and they just felt like his character was weird. Um, like I, it didn't scream cool to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well. I mean, and there's not a there's not a lot of trivia to this movie. One uh, of the interesting things was apparently the murders, the killing scenes were a lot gruesomer, and to avoid, they had to be dialed back and edited big time to avoid an X rating. I got gotcha. you. <clears throat> I got gotcha. you. So the uh, the ratings, the ratings board wouldn't let it through, so they had yeah. to trim a lot of that out. Well. And that, I didn't that know begs, that begs the question: Is there an unrated version out there somewhere? I I said I wonder. I would love to see it if there is. <laughs> All right. And I didn't even know this. Uh, Sylvester Stallone was set to appear in Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop in '84. I guess before Eddie Murphy. Like he was supposed Stallone, to get the lead role. 
that's what I'm getting out of this. I printed it right off the net. And he didn't do it. And that's why he backed out of that to work on this movie. Oh, really? I guess because this was sort of his own project. Okay. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Um, he probably had more control over this. And they just said, out of coincidence, Bridget Nielsen would go on to play a villain in Beverly Hills Cop 2 in 1987. <laughs> That's funny. Can you imagine that? Sylvester Stallone as Axel Foley? Like, I totally cannot. I cannot no. imagine that at all. Um, like, I can't imagine anybody other than Eddie Murphy doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I wonder that would be weird. I wonder if that's the part he was supposed to play. But like, well, no wonder he stuck with this because clearly he had more control over this. Like if he was a well, writer, that's what I said. It, this was probably his own pet, you know, his own pet project. project yeah. thing. So he wanted he wanted to devote everything yeah. to this. Yeah, he was. A, <clears> he probably had writer. a lot more freedom. Yeah, he was a writer. He was the star of it. He probably got to make all sorts of decisions on this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't blame him for that. And it was the box office success. Hmm. It was. Go figure. My last bit of useless trivia is, this is kind of fucked up. Brian Thompson was never invited to the premiere. Really? And to this day, does not know why. That he's inquired. He said that he inquired as to why not. And has never gotten an answer. Wow. But like they just totally did not invite him to the premiere or anything when this came out. Uh, sounds so to me like somebody off somewhere. Sounds to me like Sly didn't like him. You know what I mean? I, I would. <clears throat> I would say so. Maybe maybe Sylvester didn't like working with him. You know what I mean? Very very possible. Yeah, he's like, yeah, don't bring him. You know, I'm the star of this. I want everybody talking to me. He doesn't need to get that press. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That's fucked up. That is fucked he's, up. He's the disease. I'm the cure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was probably the reason he probably didn't want to share the event with him, you know, because technically something had to go on between the two like that. Yeah. And Stallone yeah. probably just pulled rank and said, no, he's yeah. done. It's like, don't send him an invitation. He probably. Yeah. Wow. Right. That's a dick move. <laughs> How fucked up is that? Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you. Um, I don't know, man. Are you ready? You want to put a number on this thing? All right. I, I'll give it kind of two ratings because my realistic, as an adult looking at this, watching this, I'll give it like a six out of ten. Okay. I mean, it's a slow movie. It has insane. It's ridiculous. But like you said, the nostalgia. This is. I love this when it came out. The nostalgia value would probably bring it up to at least like a seven point five. Okay. <clears throat> seven point wow. five near eight out of ten because, like I said, the fifteen-year-old me would loved every as bad as this was. I loved every. Stupid line. I love every everything that we basically said was ridiculous. I walked out of that theater loving every minute of it. All right, all right. So when I watch it, I still get a little of that. Yeah. You know? And then again, when I watch these movies, I'm not looking 
I'm looking for an action movie. I'm looking for ridiculousness. I'm not looking for reality. So, yeah. Okay. Know, so, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, in light of that, um, uh, maybe I'll I'll give it two ratings as well, because when I look at this critically, you know, with with the way that uh, I re- I review these movies, uh, it didn't do so hot. I I logically this this didn't work for me there was there were several things that that bothered me about it i mean i gave it points for being interesting you know uh they had some good scene choices some of the visuals were pretty awesome you know what i mean um it was edited pretty well i mean it was a competent movie um had some pretty good pacing the actors were exactly what you would expect them to be what you thought they would be even though some of them seemed kind of cliche and and Mm -hmm. like just like you know, canned canned characters for a cop movie. Right. You know what I mean? But they That's, delivered it well. Like they delivered yeah. it exactly how you think they were gonna deliver it. Yeah, exactly. You um, know, I don't it, blame it on the acting, I blame it on the, how they were written. Right. And they <clears> didn't break break any new ground with the script here, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh it had good sets and props, the sound effects were all right. Um I feel like the soundtrack was still out of place. I know you loved it and you bought it on vital and, and it's amazing and you probably still play it. Um, but uh, it like, like something would happen and one of these songs would come on and be like, why are they playing this song? Like it totally doesn't fit. And, uh, uh, but they had some, they had some good effects. You know, I'm going to call it a, a, a memorable movie. Uh, even though I probably, I probably wouldn't recommend it to anybody and it's going to be a while till I watch it again. Uh, I, I gave it a, a, a 13 out of 30 or 43% or a 4.3 out of 10. But you know what? You know, the <coughs> fact that I was able to sit there and, and turn my brain off and just enjoy what was happening on screen, I'm going to I'm gonna bump my score up to a 5.5. All right. That's fair. All right. <laughs> so anyhow, if you haven't seen Cobra yet, shame on you. You missed out. Um, and uh, you should totally uh, make some time for it. Uh, and if you got to this point in the show and you haven't seen the movie and you're thinking about it now, well, shame on you because we just spoiled the shit out of it. Um, <laughs> so anyhow, um, we say check it out. Uh, it's definitely worth a one-time watch. And uh, I say uh, on behalf of myself and on behalf of Evil Mike, I say remember. Why are you son of a... <laughs>